Hello and welcome to Word Salad Radio presents the seventh annual Movie Awards. I am your host, Steve Martin. I am your <laughs> co-host, Chevy Chase. Oh, fuck you, Chevy. Get the fuck off my stage, you rancid piece of shit. This reminds me of when I was on the set of Community. <laughs> How's it going, Chevy? It's going quite well, Steve. Good, good. How, how's life? Uh, pretty good. Um, I haven't been doing much. Mostly cocaine. Of course. Um, how about you, Steve? Good. I'm getting ready to teach classes next uh, next week, so people may not know that beloved comedian Steve Martin teaches at a little community college in Arizona, but them's <laughs> the facts. Yeah, Chevy Chase just does cocaine and cries in his room. Because no one likes him. Andrew, on the other hand, who is me, the real just, me, haha, just, doesn't, just, doesn't, just doesn't do cocaine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he just sits in his room and cries while in VR. Because crying, crying in VR is much better. Yeah, because what are we talking about this time, Joe? Well, first of all, as a refresher, our movie award is awarded every year to a uh, a golden cow, a movie mm-hmm. that Andrew and I consider to be overrated, mm-hmm. and we have to agree on that, which sometimes is tricky to find a candidate, but so far, so good. And why do we do this? Well, because the podcast tries to stay very positive. Otherwise, we try to not tear down too much. So mm-hmm. once a year, we tear something down completely we rip it a new arsehole yeah and we do that because it's our birthday yeah and it's our birthday <laughs> happy birthday andrew yeah happy birthday joe what you got any plans I mean, for steve your birthday martin. yeah uh <laughs> people may not have known uh, that steve martin's birthday is august 27th so there you go <laughs> send him a message yeah not really i'm probably gonna go out for like a nice dinner with a friend play D and D. Actually, I don't have a friend. <laughs> so just play D&D. <laughs> don't you need friends to play D&D? <sighs> yeah. Sort, so I play it subject. in my head. No. <laughs> uh, hopefully I'll be DMing a D&D game with a group of friends that I actually have. Including one, Tim. Hi, Tim. Finger guns. I'm doing them. Oh, you do it virtually? So, yeah. Yep. Virtual finger guns. No, I Am I wearing D&D. a headset right now? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's all virtual. We play nice. D&D virtually. So Excellent. That that way we don't have to math as hard. Um, how about you? What are you doing for your birthday? No plans. I've been kind of watching what I eat and watch what I spend, so I think I will splurge on something terrible for me and spend some mm-hmm. money on a birthday dinner. Unclear what yet. There's a pizza place here that I absolutely love, so I, I will probably get pizza. That's sounding the best. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's also a Chinese buffet that I like, and I could go get sushi. There's a noodle place I've never tried, but, you know, that could be a gamble for a birthday. I want to get something I know I'm going to like. Mm-hmm. So probably pizza, probably a Hawaiian pizza with ricotta cheese on mm-hmm. it. Yeah, because guess what? In this house, pineapple belongs on pizza. Until very recently, I would have disagreed with you, but I don't know that I ever really tried it. And you got to put ricotta on your Hawaiian pizza because it like elevates it to a whole new level. Mm, I should try that. Oh, it's so great. So that's probably yeah. what I'll do. Maybe go so, see a movie if I feel up. Because I think our birthday's there, on a Saturday. It is. Yeah. So, you know, I'll be, I can go out any, and do things. 
Are there any good movies out? Um, I feel like there was something I wanted to go see. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. still in theaters or what it was, but yeah, I'm sure there's something I'd be willing to watch. <laughs> we should definitely try. And I think last year for our birthday, we ended up watching uh, The Neighbors, like two episodes. We watched an episode of, of The Neighbors and we watched a movie called Blood Moon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Was that I couldn't remember this year. Feels like it was yeah. longer ago. Yep, that was only last year. So. Oh my. Yeah, it would have been. I was in this house. Yeah. Yeah, I was over here in this house. Good times. All right. Good night, everyone. Yep, See you that next was, year. That was Joe and Andrew's <laughs> birthday spectacular. So, Andrew, what are we doing today? Uh, we are going to be slaughtering the sacred cow from 2009 called Dances with Smurfs. I mean, Avatar. Fern Gully, the last <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> Ferngully dances with Ferngully, the last Avatar Pocahontas. The the last Mononoke. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yes. We're doing James Cameron's Avatar, which is the highest grossing movie of all time, which means that people must like it, even though I haven't met any. I don't know anyone who likes the movie, really. (laughs) So I remember when everyone went to go see it. Uh, they were like, oh, it's, you know, it's really, really good. And I was like, okay, is that just because of the 3D? And they were like, no. (laughs) And I was like, okay, it's just because of the 3D, but I'm going to go get it, go see it. So that way I'm part of the zeitgeist. And I watched it. Like, I mean, it has some cool set pieces and it looks cool in 3D, but it's very paint by numbers and very an hour too long (laughs) yeah easily an hour too long and yeah once you realize it's just pocahontas you know everything that's going to happen in the movie like there's nothing surprising about the movie except maybe you know the whole idea of transferring a consciousness permanently into an avatar yeah but why like how do the navi know how to do that because the humans invented that avatar technology they grew those bodies like how do they know that they can do that I'm I'm okay with like overlooking that type of stuff. It's just a, the moment you see Stephen Lang, who's the colonel, like he's the bad guy, and the moment you see Giovanni Ribisi, Giovanni, or as I like to, Giov- it's pronounced Giovanni Ribisi. Giovanni. Yep. Oh, okay, Giovanni, or as I like to refer to him as, I believe Edward Norton. Um, <laughs> he looks nothing like one... Edward Norton, but okay. <laughs> but he was in Saving Private Ryan, right? Yeah, but he's Edward Norton wasn't. Yeah, I know, but for some odd reason, I thought Edward Norton was the medic, and oh, uh, okay, that's a callback from like whew, a long time ago. Uh, too too long ago for me to remember. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, he's a bad guy, and I think we were talking about this during our last episode, which I think is a Patreon exclusive, which is the um, commentary over Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, where we said that, yes, we are think that like the environment is a super important thing that needs to be taken care of and everything. But the second we see films try and tackle it in a metaphorical way, yeah, as soon as I get preachy <laughs> like, about it, it, yeah. Yeah, then suddenly uh, I cannot roll my eyes back any further into my head. Yeah, and Avatar has similar, like, over the in-your-face 
obnoxious messages about racism and uh-huh. Native Americans and colonization uh-huh. and just which is, I agree with which it, is, but stop. It's also hilarious because it's another uh, white man savior. Oh God, all the all the white saviors. You would think that this would be. It's it's not good, people. It's not good. It's not good, it and. Has- you know, it's 13 years later and the sequel's coming out, and I uh-huh. have no intention of seeing the sequel unless it's, like, nominated for Best Picture. And even then, I might skip it. Mm-hmm. I, I try to watch all the Best Picture nominees every year. I've done it, I don't know how many years in a row now. But if Avatar 2 is nominated for Best Picture, I think I'm just going to skip it. <laughs> like, some of the action scenes are pretty cool. I mean, it has good elements, and we can we can uh-huh. talk about those. It just overall, yeah, the script is so lazy. But the acting is so it's... uninteresting. The characters are mm-hmm. these stereotypes. Ugh, I hate, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a really boring film. It's super boring, mm-hmm. mostly because of how long it is. As I was watching it in three D, because you yeah, said we should that talk you were about how to. we watched it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I watched mine on the Oculus Quest. Um, my brother-in-law has has one. So I was like, can I borrow it? I enjoy the VR, but I, I'm sorely disappointed with this film. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to... I don't know if I can make it through an entire feature film on the Oculus. Just like mm-hmm. a normal sized one, because my face gets kind of sweaty in it and... I, I don't get a headache, but like it gets uncomfortable after a while. So I watched Avatar over like four settings, maybe more. Yeah, I did it in about three. Yeah, just because it gets uncomfortable. But yeah, in Oculus, you can sit in a virtual movie theater and you can play stuff that you load onto it. And mm-hmm. a friend of the show, Ray Gardner, hooked me up with some 3D movie files that you can load right into the Oculus and watch in 3D in the Oculus. And it's a pretty cool effect. Like it works really well. Though there was one super weird moment, and you had the same file, this you were watching it the yeah. same way, so you might have noticed this as well. When they go out into the jungle to like you know do Avatar stuff separately from Rabisi's you know, in the military camp for some reason, they look at the the door of a locker, and on the locker door there's pictures of like uh, Sigourney Weaver's character in Avatar form hanging out with like her students before the Navi school was shut down. And those pictures yeah. are in 3d. Oh, <laughs> they like, they like come out at you in a weird way that I don't remember happening in the original movie when I saw it in 3d. But like when I watched it on the Oculus, it's like, Holy what, what's happening with these pictures? They should be 2d. <laughs> yeah. I think I might've watched it in, did you just use like, does Oculus have its like own, like, dedicated 3d movie watching ability i yeah i think so okay because i had to download an app for it and maybe it's just a garbage app but the 3d wasn't like the best it's cool at points but i watched it in i I don't know if it comes on the oculus i watched it in big screen on oculus okay so did i okay yeah yeah. okay i thought i thought the 3d looked pretty good yeah now granted i i didn't want to sit in my chair and like watch with this heavy thing on my head the whole time uh because that's one downside of vr is like it's something hanging off of your head yeah so i decided to be super lazy (laughs) and i found a theater that included a bed 
And so I laid down in my bed while watching Avatar. So you found a, a virtual theater where you could lie, like it had a bed? Yeah, it, it had a bed. And you lie down and like look, did, did it like orient uh-huh. to the ceiling? It did. Wow. And I, I don't think I found awesome. that one. I yeah, it's like that. a couple, it's like a couple in, a couple things in. We should have a watch party one of these days. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to hang on to your Oculus for a little bit, we could totally watch something that's actually good in there. Yeah, that'd be fun. I know Ray would be up for joining. I know Johnny has a an Oculus. He might be up for joining. We could do a little... Maybe that's our birthday <laughs> gathering. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's just on, like, a Saturday afternoon <laughs> just do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll let you know what movies I have. I know I have the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy, which would be my pick is the first How to Train Your Dragon, because that's, uh-huh. a, that's a 3D experience. I have nothing. No, I know so, you have nothing. Yeah, I'm, I am but a pleb. Do you want to talk about specific things you liked in the movie? Uh, no. Just to get I it out of the way? About... Yeah, let's get it out of the way. Okay. So, things that I like. Um... Quit rustling in your chair, you professional podcaster. No, that's me showing you how I'm getting serious now. Oh, okay. um, that's hunker down noises. Yeah, those are hunker down noises. Again, most of the action scenes were pretty good. I felt as though that's where most of the budget went for the film. I mean, like, it's all it's all green screen. Is it really more expensive yeah. to animate an action sequence over, you know, just them running through yeah. the forest or them fucking? Like, is, is it really... Mm-hmm. More exp- is that is that really where more of the budget goes? No, I'm just saying that I think James Cameron knows how to film action scenes. He knows how to film them. Uh, he does not know how to write them. Once once it got into like the actual fighting, like the big scale fighting, it was pretty cool. Yeah, except for the parts that aren't. Yeah, like whenever dialogue got involved. Um, <laughs> yeah, when characters speak, it, they really they really shoot themselves in the foot. Well, we'll get into it more. Other well, other things yeah. you liked. Uh, what are some things you like? Maybe that'll spur some thoughts. You know, the thing I've always really liked about the movie is the Norm character. Norm is the other human that flies in with Jake, and he's like oh, got yeah. all the Avatar training, and he knows all about their culture, mm-hmm. and he speaks the language, and is disappointed that it's not him like making a connection with the Navi and being this ambassador for humanity. But he comes on board pretty quickly and helps Jake figure it all out. And the thing Mm -hmm. that really sold me on Norm the first time I saw the movie was when his avatar body dies, he puts on a mask and grabs a gun and runs right back into the battle as a human. We don't see him do Mm -hmm. anything at that point, but he tries. And I really appreciate that about Norm. Yeah, I thought he was going to be like, it had been a while since I'd seen this. So I thought that he was going to be a bad guy when they first introduced him, but... I'm happy that he turned around as he's, a character. Yeah, he's easily the most complicated character of the movie because he has those moment. He has those like jerk moments that he's kind of uh, jealous, disappointed, angry. But he be, mm-hmm. he gets on board, and that complicates him more than Jake or any of the Navi or the Colonel or Rabisi. Like he is. It doesn't take much to make your character a little bit more nuanced, and they only did it in Mm. that one character. Especially when it's something where it shows, like, he's actually three-dimensional. He understands that it's more important that, oh, at least we made contact with them. 
it might not have been me, but I it can makes, help out. It makes the rest of the movie extra frustrating because we mm-hmm. know that we're capable of creating a more complicated character, and for everyone else, we just chose not to. Yeah. I guess you could argue that Sigourney Weaver's character is a little bit more fleshed out as well. And I love Sigourney Weaver. A lot of respect. I'm not wild about this use of her. There's so much focus on Jake and is it Natiri? I don't yeah. know. Any, I don't know any of the Navi uh, name. But uh, like Sigourney Weaver has the most agency, the most like invested in this program working, and we don't really get why. We don't see her like trying to get her school back going or what happened to the school. There's there's a movie that centers on Sigourney Weaver's character, and that's not the movie we got. It would have been like that seems like a good prequel. Like they they should have done that film first where it's, hey, we're on a new land. Let's see how they first made contact and then like how they kind of got ripped apart. Sure. Maybe because of corporate greed. Yeah. And then this film would be the okay, we are trying to reestablish contact and uh, this would be the environmental one. (laughs) You know, you could do it that way or something like that. But this seems like it's like three films thrown together in a blender. The, the prequel could be like an immigration story rammed down your throat. And then this one is yeah, <laughs> the environment. Yeah. It's crazy um, to me, like how much stuff we brought from Earth to Pandora. Mm-hmm. Entire buildings, uh, an entire military arsenal, thousands of pounds of explosives and weapons and ammunition, like Mm -hmm. a a golf putter. Like everything you could possibly want on Pandora is is there. If if this version of humanity has mastered space travel, why do we need Pandora? Why do we need this rare metal? Like that that drove me crazy. Not not just yeah. that unobtainium is a stupid name and they ripped it off yeah. from the core. But like what does it do? Why is it in, they're like Robisi's are like, yeah, there's just this the, we need this metal and the Navi have the biggest, you know, repository of this metal. He says within two hundred clicks. I was like, just go two hundred clicks away and get the metal there then. If there's a bigger yeah. like resource of this metal that's magical or valuable for whatever reason, just go and get it. You do not have to commit a genocide because this one's slightly closer. You're talking about two hundred kilometers, which is nothing to a species that has mastered space travel. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not good. It's not good. It makes no sense. But where did he get mm-hmm. a putter? He like loves his putter. <laughs> Why would they send mm-hmm. a putter? Why would they send mech suits with giant knives? Why does the mech suit have a giant knife, Andrew? I have no Who clue. thought that That's was a good really idea? Dumb. Oh, they're like, oh, we got these giant mechs. Oh, we're going to load them up with guns, but also they should have a giant knife. I think another good thing. Some of the animal designs are pretty some good. of them. Some of them. Uh-huh. Some of them are dumb. I but like the, I like the the panther thing, the rhinoceros uh-huh. thing is pretty cool. Uh-huh. I think I think my problem with the the design of Pandora in general is it's like really colorful. It's like really yeah. like neon green and blue and cartoony. Mm-hmm. And I get that people love the aesthetic of Pandora, but it's very assaulting to my senses. Yeah, and it's so weird to me that like everything lights up. Like anytime you touch mm-hmm. anything, it glows and lights up and reacts. I was like, you know, some things can just be grass. It doesn't have to be a whole thing. So when uh, Jake first meets Natiri, Jake has been separated from his group. He ends up getting into a fight with these wolf-type things. 
and she ends up killing them and he's very thankful and she's like don't be thankful like this was all bad but later on you see like they hunt like they eat meat it isn't like they're vegetarians or anything like that yeah i thought of this i thought of this too because they we we see them hunting these specific wolf jaguar monsters uh uh-huh you know for food like they they hunt them Uh they kill them Natiri's mad at Jake because it's sad that she had to kill these animals. But why not slaughter them and use them for meat? Isn't the sad part that you're leaving them behind and wasting them? Yeah. Like, that's what's weird to me. It's like, okay, you killed these animals. Do something with them now. That's on you. That's on you, Natiri. Yeah. Another thing that I did like, (laughs) I think we're going to be playing this game where something's going to jog my memory where I'm like, yeah, I kind of like that but I don't like the film, um, <laughs> is the deus ex machina. Fuck uh, the deus ex machina. You like the deus ex machina? What the fuck are you talking about? It's Chekhov's uh, rhinoceros. <laughs> I'm right that's, rhinoceros. That is fine. Like, I'm okay with, like, you know, animals attacking the soldiers. Like, they establish that Pandora is dangerous. But the fact that they, like, explicitly say that this is their god interceding in the fight and sending swarms of dragons after the helicopters and sending rhinoceroses like and that is like that is absolutely what is happening it is their god interceding in the movie in the plot Uh uh-huh fuck that (laughs) that is shit don't you understand their planet is so important to them and is such a part of their lives and can actually help sustain and help them which is something we can do here on Earth. Like, Earth loves us. We've just killed it. And if we hadn't killed it, or if we don't kill it and we actually stop killing it, it will eventually be able to let us use rhinoceri to kill our enemies. <laughs> I could I could believe that it's Grace. Like, doing, like, it's established everything on Pandora is connected and they can, like, upload their memories and thoughts and uh-huh. all that. So I think their god is really just a collection of their past dead people. Yeah. And they believe it's a god, but it's really just them. Yeah. Um, so I think when you introduce a human into the mix, when you when you upload Sigourney Weaver and she sees war, she's like, let's send some fucking rhinoceroses after these fuckers. <laughs> I think she's already hacked the system. And she's they, hacked the planet, you and mean? It, and if Jake had been like, you know, thank you, Grace, or something like that. But no, it's clearly uh, established that it's just their god doing an ex machina. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it's that. Just, Such bullshit. It was cool to see Chekhov's rhinoceros, though. Like, the fact that they were like, oh yeah, don't shoot it, you'll just make it mad. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I, I like that. I, I think I mm-hmm. mostly had a problem with the swarm of dragons attacking for no reason. Yeah, that was a little bit not good. It was a little bit not good, yes. <laughs> a little bit not good. Like also um, the ja- like also the jaguar things. It felt weird uh-huh. that they got in on the fight, and it felt weird that one of them like submitted to Natiri. Like, come on, ride me. Let's go into battle. Like, I didn't buy that shit at all. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of dumb. Like, but... I can get, I can get on board with Jake flying the bigger, badder dragon because uh-huh. like. He, they at least explained that a little bit better. Yeah, he has a strategy to get on top of it, and then he has to, you know, fuck it. And yeah, you know, they're, they're so bonded. I get it. They're they're their whole 
uh, civilization is built upon bestiality. Yeah, um, they just <laughs> plug their genitals into whatever they feel like. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not, I'm not like here to, I do. I'm, yeah. <laughs> but. I'm not here to yuck anyone's yum and, you know, shame anyone's kink, but the, the Navi are fucked up. <laughs> The whole the whole plot so, the whole plot is strange to me because the movie's so fucking long, but yeah. at certain points it gets incredibly rushed. Like Jake infiltrates mm-hmm. the Navi and learns their ways and gains their trust, and then like as soon as he hooks up with Natiri and you know kind of makes his choice to be with the Navi people or you know kind of gets into it. I don't know. I don't. I th- I feel mm-hmm. like. When he fucks her, he just kind of wants to fuck her. But as as soon as that happens, the military blows shit up, like starts tra- like yep. mowing down light trees for no reason. It's like you're supposed to wait for Jake to convince them to leave. And you're like, I got tired of waiting. But like if you were that impatient, then wouldn't have you have done that immediately? Like what yeah. what is the military waiting for? to drive mm-hmm. the Navi away from their home. Why are they even trying a di- diplomatic approach? And there's a couple of throwaway lines about how it doesn't look good if you, like, wipe out mm-hmm. an indigenous people. But, like, who's going to – Who? you're there. You are, like yeah. – you, you are in control of the information that goes back to Earth, presumably. You could cover that up. I don't see why – I mean, I get the moral that it's bad, but I don't get why these two-dimensional assholes are waiting to, like, convince the Navi – bribe the navi i was like no they're humans they would just plow right through them and there's no movie (laughs) well they tried to show that edward norton was uh i couldn't find his name thank you giovanni there we go that he might have a conscience (laughs) where do you get that where do you think giovanni rubisi has a conscience in this movie like at one point he looks kind of sad well, he looks outside of a window. <laughs> well, like when I, the, I'm uh, not saying they did a really good job at it. When they I'm blew up saying, the big tree, he looks like he might be torn about that a little bit. Yeah, because he's like, yeah, we can't. You know, it'll. I don't think he has a conscience. I think he's worried about you know his his perception. Yeah, and and to him, wiping out the Navi looks bad. It's bad PR. So when his mm-hmm. military blows up that big old tree. I don't think he's sad because the Navi are dying. I think he's sad because he's going to get fired. (laughs) Yeah, I think... So, here's the thing. This film is a melodrama. It's Titanic all over again. Like, cartoonishly bad guy, cartoonishly good guy, uh, who's Sam. Actually, probably uh, Sam Worthington. At the same time, he's the Kevin Cosner of the film because this is just dances with wolves yeah twice as long his (laughs) his allegiance is to humanity and to the military and then he he changes to Mm -hmm. align with the navi and their teachings and their philosophy so there's a bit of an arc there it's not interesting when you know that's exactly what's going to happen to his character from the beginning exactly which is why this film should not be the highest grossing film of all time it would be okay as like a sort of like a blockbuster summer thing that just well it did kind of die like nobody talks about avatar anymore but no. except except two dudes on the internet oh but, those two dudes love it oh they love it so much they i mean i think one of them killed themselves to be a navi i think that i think that's what they uh, what happened <laughs> to the those other two one, dudes 
<laughs> I think the other one killed the other one in order to be a Navi. Oh, he did a That's real favor. That's why they're favor. assassins there. And he yeah. was like, he like slipped a knife under his collarbone and went, Hasafa la casa! My poor cat over here wondering why I'm hissing at a computer. But yeah, the, it's just people. What were we on the summer of 2009? How did this movie make so much money? Like people had to see it so many times. I understand a lot of that is, oh, it looks pretty. It looks okay. Yeah. Well, like, like yeah. some people think it looks a lot more pretty than I do. The second one's going to be a full hour longer. What? I'm pretty sure it's going to be like three and a half hours. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not going to see that before I was like, okay, you know, I'll go see it because I'm sure it's going to look good. At least the trailer doesn't but look good. Why would it look good? I haven't seen the trailer yet. <laughs> so, but I mean, it's going to look pretty. I mean, uh, it, it's I'm not going to sit in a theater for three and a half hours. It's weird because the trailer looks exactly like the movie from 13 years ago. It's like it looks like it hasn't updated at all in terms of the visual technology, the CGI, like and some of it looks good and they do a good job of blending the CG characters with the real characters. But some of it looks real wonky and stupid. Really? And the new trailer to me doesn't look any different. It doesn't look like it's been upgraded in any significant way. And plus, it's 14 years later. <laughs> or 13. Sorry. Yeah, 13. Uh -huh. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come out like 13 years to the day after the first one. This is so dumb. Why Why are they doing this? Joe, well, James, James Cameron could answers. do whatever he wants. James, If James Cameron just wants to make Avatar movies forever and produce terrible Terminator sequels forever, then I guess that's what he gets to do. What films has James Cameron done since Titanic? Since Titanic, I think is just Avatar. Really? I think that's the only movie he's directed since Titanic. And Titanic was like... I can't, I can't like think of another one. 97, 98? Yeah, 90... 97? Maybe 99. Maybe... No, it was earlier. Is it maybe... 97, uh -huh. maybe 96. Okay. I know I was living in Decatur at the time. Whatever that tells you. No, this is... It's ridiculous that he's taking this long to make this film. The second film should have come like at most five years after <laughs> at the very most like yeah the, sh the ship has sailed on avatars i think plus mm -hmm. they're not avatars anymore yeah because jake is permanently a navi and the other guy's avatar died so maybe in 13 years they grew him a new avatar body i don't know but mm -hmm. it seems like the avatar program is no longer a thing i did think it would be interesting for the sequel so there's no way this is going to happen i thought it'd yeah. be interesting if they took navi and like avatar them into human bodies for some reason mm -hmm. i don't know why they would do that but it was just like just swap it out i don't know and send them back to earth yeah like because humanity's definitely coming back to pandora right oh yeah there's absolutely oh, yeah. no reason they all went home if... with their tail between their legs and just like yeah we can't go back to pandora they uh, they overthrew us and they blew a bunch of stuff up and now we we can't go back no, humanity's going to come back with more warships. They're just going to blow the whole moon out of the sky. <laughs> yeah, if it isn't this next movie, it'll be the next one. What It'll probably be like they return in this movie. It's 13 years later. Uh, Jake and Natiri have a kid that they're trying to raise the way of the Navi. And, human uh -huh. and humanity comes, bigger, badder force. And, uh, you know, they the Navi miraculously win again. And then... Yeah they decide they're going to go to Earth. They're going to take the fight to Earth. They're going to conquer Earth. And that's going to be the third. That's like the tease for the third movie. Yeah. 
they're going to they're going to independence Welcome day resurgence Earth, it for sure oh yeah it, or, it feels um, very much like that what's what's the other one uh pacific rim to it <laughs> Th- this feels like this film coming up is going to be uh independence day resurgence that's what I just said. Can you not hear me? Yeah, again? no, th- I'm I'm agreeing with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying I'm saying that I feel like it's way too late, and that they got rid of like Sigourney Weaver, who's like one of the only big draws that we would know, because Sam Worthington probably not the biggest superstar. No, um, he, he's de- even Avatar did not really launch his career in yeah. any significant way. Which is weird because he does have like a list celebrity or at least B list looks at least maybe lo- not acting. He looks good. He's but... not the worst actor, but he's done uh-huh. just kind of pretty bad projects. I like I can't think yeah. of a great Sam Worthington movie. I mean, then Terminator there's... Salvation is much better on repeat viewings. It's like the first time I saw it, it's like the worst thing ever. And then I rewatched it a couple years ago. I was like, this is actually pretty fun. Really? But I, I don't know that it's because of him necessarily. <laughs> yeah. So it's just Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana, um, who is in two yeah. of the top two gro- highest grossing films ever. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like they even killed off like Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, they killed um, her to death. And she was pretty good in this. I like her. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They killed off the... I don't like the character, but I thought it was interesting. They killed off the big, tall, bald guy who was like Rodriguez's partner. Oh, yeah. Gun, gun, mm-hmm. Gunner. They killed him off, but he's in the credits for the sequel. I was like, he, he super died. Like, he for sure yeah. died. Like, didn't he get hit by one of those rhinos? Um, I think he might have been crushed under eaten. a rhino, yeah. I think he was crushed under yeah. a rhino. Yeah. No, no way he survived. So. I don't think Stephen Lang is in the credits for the second one, but I could be wrong. But he super died. Oh, yeah. He's if he's back. I'm actually kind of surprised they killed him. I'm surprised they didn't have him like run off into the wilderness or something. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, that way they could have their big bad guy. Then he comes back 13 years later ha- uh-huh. b- building a mech suit out of trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just he does have one really badass moment where um they do the prison break uh-huh. and and they get to the chopper and the chopper's taken off and he busts through a door without a mask and just opens fire on this chopper while holding his breath and just, yeah that like, was pretty cool laser focused <laughs> and so like everyone inside is panicked trying to get masks there's no oxygen and then someone finally brings him out a mask and he just casually puts it on and gives himself some oxygen it's like mm-hmm. he he should be a good villain but he's not because all he wants is to blow shit up and kill people. And that's not a relatable villain at all. Yeah, you can't empathize with him. He's like twisting his mustache the whole time. Yeah. He's just a <laughs> dickhead. Yeah. And at some point they just bring in this random doctor guy to help save them during the breakout. He's not random. He was, he was like Sigourney Weaver's second in command. Oh, really? Oh, so he, he was around that whole time. I don't think he went out into the jungle with them, like when they yeah. were on their sanctioned, you know, out. Why did they mm-hmm. go out into the jungle in the first? I don't know why they do it. Go to a I separate facility. <laughs> they go to a separate <laughs> facility out in the jungle for reasons. The the reason why is so that way he could discover the pictures, and also it gives it gives them time for the military to make it out to them. I guess, yeah. 
Maybe. It's all, it's all super contrived. It would be one thing if they shut down the Avatar program because it's not working or it's not working fast enough. Mm-hmm. And so they go rogue and they go out into the jungle and they, you know, do their mm-hmm. thing separately and still try to, like, convince the Navi to relocate before the military has to wipe them all out. They don't do any of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like, the, the doctor guy you were mentioning... He breaks them mm-hmm. out, and then Jake's like, stay behind. I need someone I can trust on the inside. And then they never use him again. <laughs> that, that, I like, know. That never like, comes back into play. That That's the thing. There are so many things where it could have been like, oh, this would have been kind of cool having an inside guy. But that would have made the movie like 20 minutes longer because they would have had to add scenes. Well, they could have uh, coordinated with him for their big assault, but Jake uh-huh. has apparently learned nothing since becoming a Navi because he's still like military brain. Like, let's run in there and boom, boom him. Uh, yeah, my thoughts. Exactly, Joe. My thoughts. Exactly. My entire um, career as Steve Martin is a joke when the world has Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Ketchum as Steve Martin. Joe who now? Exactly. I said catch him, right? Yeah, Yeah, you did. I was just pretending like I didn't know who that was because I'm Steve Martin. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. I was afraid I, (laughs) I was afraid I accidentally use your, your (laughs) my dead name. name. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say dead name, but then I was like, nope, that's not quite right. Um, (laughs) Maiden name isn't quite right either, but you know, I'll take it. I know. There isn't really a Um, name for what I got. Because you are special. (laughs) So what would you cut from this? We've been saying over and over again that this is way too long. Because it's not a matter of just, like, cutting out an hour and there's a good movie in here somewhere. Mm-hmm. You have to re- you have to redo the movie. You you cannot just rip off Pocahontas and call it a movie. That doesn't work. You need an entirely different story to the movie. So, I know you keep on calling it, saying it's Pocahontas. Yeah. Um, I always think of it as Dances with Wolves. Well, Which Dances has with a Wolves is just time. Pocahontas. Yeah, but on film, uh, Dances with Wolves was before Pocahontas. No, so well, I, I mean, Pocahontas curious. is based on an old story that. <laughs> oh yeah, has been mm-hmm. you know was Disneyfied and then ripped off by Dances with Wolves and Fern Gully and yeah. Oh yeah, it's like it's Pocahontas. I'm... It's the legend of Pocahontas. I'm just curious, how long was Dances with Wolves? Because it's a long one. That was at least three hours, I would say. Probably longer. Dances with Wolves is three hours and one minute. There you go. <laughs> and this is... 2.40. 2.40. Okay. 2.41. <laughs> we watched the not extended... Either of the extended versions. There's yeah. two extended cuts of this. Seriously? Yeah, there's one that was like eight minutes <sighs> longer, and then there was like another one that was... I, I just read about it on IMDb. I think another 20 minutes longer than that. Or maybe just 20 minutes longer than the theatrical cut. Never seen them, never will. The thing that sucks about watching this in VR is I couldn't take notes. And I sure as hell was not going to watch it again to take notes. Me either. I I figured the things that really stood out in my mind would bother me. Like, the whole conceit of the movie is that Jake's twin brother dies. And because he's a twin, he can jack into his avatar. And so the avatar is not wasted. Yeah. And so they repurpose Jake as like security detail for the science team. And that all kind of makes sense. Yeah. Except, except like, why go through all that bother? Just have Jake be the scientist. I guess they really wanted to fish out a water story, which you could also do. Like it's, uh, it's part of the movie. Have him that be they, the new guy. 
Yeah, it's part of the movie that the avatars have to be like ha- have a DNA link with their host. You could just not do that. You could just grow avatar bodies, navi bodies, and say that anyone could link into them. That would probably open up a lot of interesting things as far as like the wrong people accessing the wrong navi body and like mm-hmm. creating problems in these bodies that have developed these relationships with the navi. Like that could be really fucked up and interesting. But no, they're like no, you have to have a d- DNA link to your avatar. And because you're twins, you can access his avatar, but we don't really need you except as a gun jockey. And then, you Mm -hmm. know, they take him in. So he becomes their ambassador to the Navi. Fuck me. Like, it's so contrived. I enjoy hearing you upset. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hopefully our audience does, too. It's painful because it's so obvious the places where they could have made the movie better. And they just said, fuck it. I don't want to. James Cameron has made legitimately great movies. He's He's made at least legitimately great movies. And now he does this shit. You say three did the, yeah. So it's uh, terminator two and terminator. It's a great one. Terminator and aliens. Yeah. Aliens was pretty good. Generally well liked. Oh yeah. It's well liked. I would count it as a good movie. Yeah. it, It is an avatar. It's definitely not bad. Oh, he did true lies too. Oh, God. Yeah, never mind. He's done a lot of movies that are good. Uh, I haven't Mm -hmm. seen Piranha 2, but Jeff swears by that one, so it's really great. Oh. Um, Hmm. And I, you know, I can appreciate Titanic for what it is. Yeah. Because as has been pointed out in comparisons to Avatar, where Avatar is super predictable, Titanic, you know what's going to happen, but you get, like, swept up in the story and you kind of forget you're on the Titanic for a little while, and that's really impressive. It's another yeah. movie that's way too long, and you know, I don't, I don't love it by any means. And there's some real problems with the way it's written, but it's definitely considerably better than this. Oh yeah. Do we know what the tomatometer? Yeah, tomatometer <laughs> is on this film. I have no idea because I see the IMDb rating, and it makes me upset. What is it? Because a seven point eight. Out of 10. Yeah, that's pretty high. Let's see if Google will tell me the tomatometer. Um, 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. 83% Metacritic. That is way too high. Yeah, you got to wonder how much of that was like at the time. It was very much a cultural phenomenon. And, you know, this population of people loved it so much they couldn't see the flaws in it. But over time, it feels like people more and more have been like, no, that's really stupid. They shouldn't have done that. Well, it's the reason why I can still, like, jump on a couch and say, paint me like one of your French girls, Joe. (laughs) But I can't say there are no catchphrases or any. Yeah. Is there any quotable line in this entire movie? Can you can you quote any line to me? (laughs) No, I'm sure at some point someone says hello. (laughs) I don't need you, Sully. Something like that. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with this picture? That's Sigourney Weaver wants her cigarette. Mm-hmm. It's like a real big thing the first time we meet her and then she like never smokes again. Her character, it's like completely different. I feel like this film is like three different drafts kind of put together and they forgot to cut it out and kind of mesh it together a little bit too. Yeah. Because like they were completely painting uh the one guy as a bad guy. Um Norm, Norm? as a bad guy like at the beginning. And they wanted Sigourney Weaver to be, like, this super rough-and-tumble, 
you know, scientist who's like, no nonsense. And that just kind of goes by the wayside. Her character at the beginning would not be happy that uh, Jake's character is the one who made contact with them. Yeah. <laughs> she would think that's like the worst possible thing that could happen. And she would not let him live it down. And she would be busting his ass to be like, learn the language, learn the language. And <laughs> it wouldn't be like this happy thing. And then you're you're right. Um, She's way too accepting of it. Yeah, I think they wanted to make sure Stephen Lang's character. He seemed like he was way too menacing. It just nothing makes sense. All all he has is menace. All all yeah. he does is menace. <sighs> it, it's interesting that this is a world where we've cured paralysis, but mm-hmm. I guess only for the rich or you know connected. Uh-huh. Because, you know, Stephen Lang can pull a few strings and Jake Sully will get his legs back when he rotates back to Earth. It's unclear how that's going to happen, but, you know, they're going to fix his legs. Yeah, and also Earth is apparently like a barren wasteland. We're, we're yeah. in another dystopia film without realizing it. Yeah, they, he said there's no green on Earth. Like, all, all of nature is dead. They've destroyed the planet, yeah. The, it should have been, the I, I feel like it should have been a bigger deal that Jake can walk. In his yeah. avatar form. He gets really excited. He he runs out of the facility and goes for a run and goes for a, 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 a jump. But mm-hmm. it feels like it should be a much bigger deal when he's not in the avatar body that he's paralyzed. And it yeah. feels like he should become obsessed with being in the avatar form all the time to the point where it creates psychological and physical impairments for him instead yeah. of, you know, just being a romance between him and an alien. It should have been at least the first time when he got out. Like, he should have sat up and, like, try and move. (laughs) And then, like, fall out of the machine. Or something like that. Where it's like, oh yeah, I don't have feet anymore. Yeah, I mean, it could have played with some really interesting themes in terms of, you know, being handicapped. And what that does to somebody. And being given, being teased with, almost, the use of your legs. Yeah. Like what? What does that do, do to a person? And for Jake Sully, it's just like ho ho hum. It he takes it just fine. <laughs> this film is ableist, racist because again, it's very much a one of those situations where yes, the Navi are advanced, but they just don't seem to understand. Oh, this person actually knows what the the humans are going to do to us let's listen no <laughs> we'll be able to fend them off with the help of our god yeah the like, the navi are presented as savages it's not just that like our racist uh-huh. characters call them savages it's like that's yeah. how they're presented by the movie is yes. you know they are reluctant to build any sort of relationship with humanity they're reluctant to share any knowledge they're reluctant to get an education in uh you know earth and humans they're just they're xenophobic is how they're presented Mm -hmm. they don't want to adapt and again the humans don't want to adapt to the navi either except for sigourney weaver and that crew yeah which why is there such a large military presence like clearly that's priority one is conquering this planet this moon well you see uh if you remember back in 2004 uh, we went into a war over oil. Uh-huh. There was a large military presence while we were trying to share freedom. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So therefore, hey, Andrew, there's a if, resource. If there was anything in the canon about how unobtainium was a fuel source, I would believe you. But I think it's just a shiny rock. Oh, it's definitely uh, the MacGuffin. But a MacGuffin just... usually does things. You usually understand yeah. why the MacGuffin's important. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. It, it's not good. <laughs> I'm just saying that it it's the whole reason why they're there. So you think we sent, like, a small band of astronaut scientists over the course of years, and they made mm-hmm. contact with the indigenous, and they found unobtainium, and unobtainium is used for something important. And then the Earth was like, oh, now we take an interest in this, and now we send our entire military to this Jupiter moon. Exactly. I do think that that's what they, like, I have to headcanon it, because it's not a good film that would have, you know, a good film would have told us that. Would have mentioned this along the way, yeah. uh Like, that would have been the reason why they closed down uh, her camp for the Navi. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because we're left yeah. to assume that the Navi didn't want an education, and so that's why the school uh-huh. was shut down. But it makes much more sense the military would have shut it down because, you know, it, they weren't making any headway in terms of convincing the Navi to leave their land. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Well this, well, this is a waste of time. Just no more school. No, you're, you can't do school anymore. Because when she goes back to the Navi village, like, she's welcomed by her students. Everyone's excited to see her. It would have been really funny to me if um, Sigourney Weaver smoked in her avatar body. Like if she had yeah. big big avatar cigarettes made because they have big avatar clothes made like human like clothing for their avatars. Yeah. Why? What's the point of that? They don't have genitals. I don't, I don't know, Joe. I don't. Why do the Navi have breasts? Like that was strange to me. Well, you see, uh, <laughs> what happens is why am I trying to explain this? Because um, <laughs> I asked you to. <laughs> when making a film, Joe, you have to make sure that the audience knows who is male and who is female, who's a man and who's a woman. Um, I think, I think you'd be able to tell that. Of course, non-binary doesn't exist in film world. Of course. But, but at the same time, because of that, the only defining feature that the male gaze accepts is boobs. Well, it's real weird to me. As boobs. Oh, it's completely weird. <laughs> because, it's weird I mean, I guess they're kind of mammalian. They have hair, but they're more like lizard people. They're like if you took a lizard and a cat and a human. Yeah. And mixed them together and then wiped away the blood. <laughs> <laughs> but they seem to have breasts just to sexualize them. Just to, oh, yeah. like, mm-hmm. make them hot. I think you nailed it right on the head. You, you hit the hammer right and the nailed it. Because they also have, like, the big innocent eyes, and they also have the big sexy lips. It's it's really weird. <laughs> it's really weird. Hey, hey, Joe, do you have something to tell us? <laughs> do, you, do you find these I just, avatars sexy? I just like Zoe Saldana in any form, I guess. Like, she is a beautiful woman, even when she's a CG blue cat monster. She's also... Isn't she also a, a CG green Not CG. Person? That's that's makeup. No. Oh, oh okay. Sorry. In, in the Avengers movies? Yeah, that's just makeup. Yeah. Has she been in a film where she isn't a other color? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I good. mean, Star Trek comes immediately to mind. <laughs> okay. Good, good, good. Okay. Whew. She's also done, like, non-sci-fi, like, regular comedies, dramas. You know, she's a very versatile actor. She okay. was in Crossroads with Britney Spears, you know. Okay. Yeah, that that great and wonderful flick. Actually, it isn't that bad. but It's, it's pretty bad. It's, it's it's a melodrama. There there was a baby that they showed. 
<laughs> so they, it was they really show one, sad. They show one Navi baby. They show one dead Navi. Uh-huh. Like at a funeral. They're just like us. But big and blue. But big and blue. There's no reason for them to be big and blue, by the way. Like I mean, I don't care that they're big and blue. I care that they have tits. Mm-hmm. Like, that's strange to me. That they have weirdly human features. And tails. Yeah, they got the tails. Like, you know, if you want Sully to fall in love with an alien, it doesn't matter what the alien looks like. Probably. <laughs> and I, I think I'd so, be fine and- with their design except for the breasts. It does, I don't understand. Especially but because, like, like human... Human adults have breasts because we fuck up our hormones with, like, milk for our entire lives. A Navi would not have artificial hormones. Like, in adulthood, it feels like a Navi woman should not have breasts, should not need breasts. After, after like, giving birth or before giving birth. Hey, Joe. Yeah. So, how would you differentiate the, the male and female Navi? <laughs> you can tell which I... one's male and which one's female just by looking at their heads. Like, you don't get a close-up of Natiri and like, hey, wait, is that the warrior guy? Is that is that Natiri's father? No, it's like they are differentiable. <laughs> but you see, you, got, you, you got can like, sell um, more things. You got, like, breast permanence. <laughs> when you like, can't see the breasts, it's like they don't exist anymore. <laughs> Joe, what, would you recommend anyone watch this? I wouldn't recommend anyone watch any of our movie award winners. That's true. Like, that's the whole point of the show, is I, I vehemently <laughs> don't understand why this exists in the first place. It is overrated, so, not good trash. I, I, I don't, don't, I don't recommend this. anyone see the sequel, and I haven't even seen it. I can't say that it's bad, but I don't recommend supporting this movie. Or he's just going to keep making more. Oh, he's already going to make five. I think the third one might already be made. I think, isn't it coming out, like, next year? Probably. It's Not so, interested. Uh, not interested. Yeah. The way like they of should have water. Done, Ooh. They should have done the Lord of the Rings thing, where like just filmed them all sequentially and made and them good. Them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and, to- and told a story. If Avatar was an adaptation of like a ripoff of Lord of the Rings with tall blue people, I'd probably like it a lot better. But because Pocahontas is a problematic story to begin with, and that's what you're mining for your great all-time great story, fuck you. Like, Pocahontas is the story of a colonizer raping an indigenous woman <laughs> told yeah. through told through the eyes of the colonizer who's like, yeah, she was totally into it, bro. Uh, this is, yeah. Uh, is there something that, how do we end these besides <laughs> with heavy drinks and <laughs> sadness? I don't think we have any, like, segments or anything. I uh, think we, we just <laughs> end with plugs and recommendations if we don't have anything what? more to talk about. What's Jake Sully's guilty pleasure, Joe? <laughs> Wrong show. Oh, um, I, I will not. I will not answer that. So, what is the secret meaning behind all of this? <laughs> <laughs> Wrong show. Uh, There's no secret meaning. What you see is what you get. What is the way of life that you learned after playing this game? <laughs> on my on my Oculus Quest. <laughs> yeah, on your Oculus Quest. <laughs> um i learned that nothing matters and movies mm-hmm. movies suck it's like yeah I, I don't think i should watch any movies anymore or podcasts anymore that's what i that learned that sounds good this so this movie which i've seen too many times now how many just, times have you seen it you know honestly i think this is only the third time i've seen it because i watched it once in the theater just to watch it and be included mm-hmm. in the club and i yep. hated it and then I yep. watched it years later with Rift Tracks. And even with Rift Tracks, it's like, this is not good. 
And I think that was the last time I watched it, like 2000, God, I don't know, 12, that would have been, mm. 2011? <laughs> the, this is only the second time I've watched it. I watched it once in theater, and now, I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll watch pretty oh. much anything with riff tracks. Yeah, that's true. Man, I'm never going to watch this film again. Nope, and if I can help it, I'm never going to watch the sequel. Unless it gets, like, rave reviews and people are like, dude, I get it. I hated the first one, too, but the second one's really good. I'm probably never going to see it. Basically, I need to kind of hear what the plot is. If it's another Dances with Wolves, I'm going to say no. What a, what other if movie it's... could they rip off that you'd be excited to see? So, what's the name of it? The Way of Water. It could be, like, On the Waterfront. They could rip that one off. <laughs> that would be a weird... Jaws. Okay. <laughs> See, I could get on board with a Jaws Avatar movie. You go Let's down there, you rape the Jaws, and then it's your slave forever? <laughs> like, <laughs> movie over. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of a weird system, isn't it? Like, essentially, they're, yeah, they are just raping the animals in order they to are. become their master. The, the animals, oh the animals don't want their Navi dicks on their dicks. They do not consent fact, to this. In fact, the only reason why she was like... He was like, how do I know which one is mine? And she's like, oh, it'll try and kill you. Yeah, because it doesn't want to be raped. Yeah. Imag imagine why it would ever resist this this ceremony, this holy ceremony of the Navi. <sighs> I think um, they should. I anyway. think for Avatar 2, they should rip off the raid. Oh, just, yeah. Just do a raid <laughs> Avatar movie. <laughs> Don't you mean dread? Either works. <laughs> dread is just American raid, <laughs> which we watched back to back coincidentally. And it's still like one of my did... favorite movie marathons we've we've done. I've oh done. yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah, just, that was just by so complete coincidence. We're like, I've never seen the raid. Let's watch the raid. Oh, dread. I've never seen dread. Let's watch dread. And it was the same fucking movie. <laughs> you know what? What makes it awesome though? Like those types of films are awesome. Like they're just good films. It's really hard. Have you seen a bad trapped in a building film? Um, Malevolent Ascent. Oh, okay. Which even that one was kind of fun, like a so good it's bad type of movie, but it's okay. shit. Anything else, Andrew, you want to bitch about with Avatar? I think I'm good. I want to forget this. Am I remembering you right just... that fans of Avatar called themselves Avatards? Or was that a derogatory I term think... that other people came I... up with to make fun of people who like think... Avatar? I think it's the second one, Joe. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I I could have swore that was a uh, a self-proclaimed we love Avatar, so we're gonna use that term. But I I could be wrong. There's no way. In Granted, 2009, there's a there's def it's definitely possible. That was well, like in 2009 the was it 2009. Yeah, 2009 was a different time. Yeah, but at the same time, it was never the R word was never you never called yourself the R word in a positive light. Okay. Okay. So I I believe you, and I'm not going to look to see. No. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna assume you're right forever. You know I like it when you think that way. Me too. It use, makes things so much use easier. Use the boomer, the boomer mentality. <laughs> just gotta make it up and say it with confidence, and it's true. Andrew, is there anything so, you'd like to plug or recommend? Yeah. Um. First off, I would like to recommend Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2: Secret of the Ooze. Please watch that for some reason. You know what? Since we watched this in VR, I have been playing 
a lot of bocce ball in VR. There's a VR bocce ball? Oh, yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. You should you should get it, Joe. The, and does we your brother-in-law have the Star Wars games in VR? No. You, so, oh, they're, they're the best. I actually had to basically factory reboot the thing because That's... it was kind of... My brother-in-law got rid of his Facebook profile. Oh, okay. So it made it hard to get things. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So, but... Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so I've been playing this bocce ball game. I think it's just called bocce. So if you have VR, play that. Bocce. Um, I've only nearly broken my hand like two times. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. You need an open space. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I've learned. I've learned. So I, like knocked over a bookshelf one time playing VR. It was great. <laughs> Not like completely knocked it over, but knocked into it and knocked things like, off of it. Like you heard smack. Ow. Rattle, 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 rattle. <laughs> and Amanda was like, what was that? It was like me playing VR where I'm not supposed to play it. <laughs> I, would, I, I would like to recommend the new Ron Howard movie, 13 Lives. It's, okay. it's on Amazon Prime and it's the true story of these uh, 12 soccer players and their coach get stuck in a flooded cave in Thailand. Oh, and it's I about the, the story. Yeah. It's about the divers who go in to try and rescue them. I was, it's like two and a half hours. It's a, it's a, it's real long, but I was mm-hmm. completely gripped like the whole time. It's Viggo Mortensen, Colin Farrell. Who's the third guy. I can't remember off the top of my head. He's also famous, but they're these like amateur uh, rescue divers who get called in for this specific type of situation. I thought the movie was going to be about them finding the kids, but most of the movie is about them figuring out how to get the kids out of the cave because it's a very dangerous dive. And it, mm-hmm. it's just great. I was like choked up, almost crying most of the time. It's 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 really great. So you mean a film can be like over two and a half hours and be good? Yeah, so I think it's a good parallel to Avatar. It's like, you can make a long, great movie, but you got to know what you're doing, man. You got to be a Ron Howard, not a James Cameron. Hurt Locker was better. Yeah, <laughs> suck on that, James Cameron. <laughs> oh, I, I guess I, there's one of James. There's a James Cameron thing I'll recommend. Okay, cool. Um, there's a series on Hulu that I really enjoyed called. Oh fuck, what was it called? Is it called Tomorrow Man? Okay. Are you? Does that sound familiar? It it sounds familiar. Fuck. Let me look it up just so I'm getting it right. Future Man. Yeah. It's called Future Man. Future Man. Okay. There's a, so I recommend Future Man because it's fun, but there's an episode where our characters go to the home of James Cameron and they interact with like his home's artificial intelligence and it's fucking hilarious. (laughs) That's, oh, it's a comedy, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a comedy, like a time travel comedy. It's really fun. Okay. So so go check out Future Man. I'll definitely give that a look-see. Um, other than that, you can follow us on Twitter at Word Salad Radio. You can join the Word Salad Radiohead's Facebook group. You can contribute to patreon.com slash word salad to get exclusive content and early access. Or you could write us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help more people find us. Please do that. And Joe, happy birthday. Happy birthday, man. It's the big three six for me. Big three eight over here. Two more awesome. until I'm basically dead. Yep.
Four more. <laughs> I, well, it's me, so I think I'm past the halfway point. But yeah, that's I, think okay. I think you're ahead of all of us in the. <laughs> yes, uh, here at Word Salad Radio. You 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 age like dog years. <laughs> Uh, so happy birthday to us and happy birthday to everyone yeah happy birthday everyone if you are born anytime before or after august 27th indeed good night andrew good night me (laughs) 